Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Robert Clark Chan. You may know me from such shows as this one. Uh, Look, I know we're just a cartoon podcast, but we pay attention to the world, and there's a lot of things going on right now. One of them is Black Lives Matters, and like we've gone out, we've gone to protest wearing our masks, we've donated, and you know, like there isn't a whole lot we can do uh with this platform but you know we want to do something uh so we're releasing three of our older episodes uh Fillmore uh Waynehead and Hammerman they're just you know there's not a whole lot of uh black centered cartoons uh we'd like to get to more of them uh please send a uh, send us a shoot us a message if you if something that uh, uh you think we should get to and we'll definitely do it but yeah we took these out of the vault so you don't have to uh, pay for Patreon or anything. It's just for free. Listen to them. Enjoy. Donate. Speak out. Like, do what you can, man. Black Lives Matter. Thanks. And welcome back to your favorite cartoon podcast talking about cartoons of yore. This is Knowing (laughs) Season 3 of my what? Of your childhood. I'm furious. This is already off to a very rough start. That makes it a great intro as far as I'm concerned. My name is Ray Stacanus. Look, he got his name out correctly. Can we ask him for more? That's true. That's true. That's true. You guys, I've been hit the head a lot. We're going to take... <laughs> I'm Robert Clark Chan, and uh, would you like to introduce yourself today? I would, I would love to. I'm your favorite stepmommy, Eileen Mary O'Connell. Excellent, and we are joined by a, a very funny gentleman from the Pack Theater from Black Sphere. Did I say that right? Blackverse. Blackverse. God dang it! This is why I got to wow. write stuff down. Wow. Dang. Okay. This is why I'm the worst host That's, in the world. Uh, Black Sphere actually sounds like a really dope post punk kind of, band. No, don't, don't, <laughs> right? no. don't validate it. We're gonna start Black Sphere. Hold on, Black Sphere <laughs> as in a circle or Black. Sphere? Fear. I was thinking, the fear of black. I was, fear. I think oh. black. Well, black fear could go both ways. I was thinking of the like geometric uh, orb, mm-hmm. but anyway, black sphere. Anyway, but yeah. I like black mm-hmm. fear though. That could definitely also. It could be like a catch twenty two in a way. You're owning it. Well, Justin uh, lands with you, us today. Hold on. If you if you, you want to form, form a post hardcore band with uh, uh, Yumi and Cash, let, I would be this. down. All right, let's I do can this. scream a lot. Yeah. What what is post hardcore? 
it's after hardcore. Oh, what's what? Uh, what's pre-hardcore? Uh, pre-hardcore would I guess be punk. Okay. Yeah. Green Day. No. <laughs> no. Just no. <laughs> Guys, the show we're talking about. Justin, say a few words to the people at home. Uh, yeah. Like you said, I'm part of Blackverse. Also, well, I, I is, didn't say that. You did. Well, Blackverse, which is going to be a really dope uh, sketch show happening October 16 at the Pack Theater. Woo! Please come. It's yeah. going to be zany, uh, spellbinding, amazing. Sounds good to me. Uh, you bring your mom, bring your kids, bring your grandpa, bring your boss. Also. Uh, have detention, which I'm a part of. We have a show every uh, uh, second Sunday of the month, and so come to that too. But we're not talking about that. No, nah, no, nah, we're talking about some good cartoons. Yeah, hell cartoons. yeah, guys. We're talking about a, no. I will say right now, this is a good cartoon. This in my brain uh, will rank as one of quality wise, entertainment wise. This is a top three show that we have ever done on this show before. Dang, it is from Toon Disney from 2002, and it's called Fillmore. Fillmore, a show I'd never heard of up to two days ago. Yeah. Tell us about your experience with oh, Fillmore. Yeah. Well, Fillmore was, oh, dude, Fillmore was the shit back in the day. Uh, basically, it was also on ABC Kids on Saturdays. And so it was basically kind of like one of those police procedural shows. But yes, it took place in a world of a middle school uh, where there was a safety patrol. And uh, safety patrols were like the cops, and they followed the main character named Cornelius Fillmore, who used to be one of the bad kids, like, you know, get detention all the time, you know, know, set pranks up and everything, until his life was turned around by a city patrol friend of his name, Ray, who, like, gave him a second chance. And once he got that second chance at life, he became an upstanding citizen who decided to maintain the law of middle school. So. For those of you that have never heard of this show, or you know, because this came after my uh, uh, early Disney cartoon watching days, only by a few years, but uh, 2002. But this is a police procedural show. Think Law and Order or Law and Order SVU, the good Law and Order. But think of that. But say, wait a minute, were there sex crimes in this? Did that? Would, oh, that not oh, close oh, attention? Oh, oh yes, there were, oh, yeah. Chan. Did it without question. It's S- it's it's SVU, but set in a middle school. So they do all of the tropes and all, all of the procedural stuff to the point where they're like interviewing people who are still like doing their job. So <laughs> and good. every single one of the tropes you know and love from these uh, CSI Law and Order procedural shows, but a cartoon set in middle school on Disney. And my God, it is brilliant, brilliant. I will say, Chan. God damn it. Yeah. What? God damn it. Okay, this <laughs> show runs on ang- uh, on praying. terrible shows. He's praying. I'm like, right Justin, now. give me a terrible show. I'm sorry, like, I couldn't see. I was, see, I, was I was seeing, I was like raised on cable, so I really had like a unlimited amount of stuff I could avoid. That was bad. See, here's the problem with the golden age of television. Fucking, there's no garbage television, yeah. and kids are growing up now, not having to watch the terrible, terrible bargain basement budget crap. That uh, we had, we so wait, were subjected to a lot is, of the time. Is that why we're rebooting all the shows from our childhood so we can get them back to watching crap again? Or is wh- this part of the grand conspiracy? I feel like may- maybe what it is is just jealousy. It's like you fucking kids with all your good television. Fine, <laughs> fine. We're gonna take Mork and Mindy, and we're gonna make it good. We're gonna make it gritty and dark. And Mork's gonna be like a body snatching alien, and Mindy's gonna be. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know the, the human that uh, gives him. Uh, uh, purpose and uh, try to save humanity. 
uh, from the evil orc. Uh, I'm building something right here in my head. I'm, no, I'm feeling real good about it. Actually, it's coming really I'm well. Writing this I down see the and, pieces uh, coming together, and I don't think it's coming out as well as you think it is. I'm telling you, <laughs> dark and gritty Mork and Mindy is no, no, that's real. Is going to be on CBS in 2020. Now that's legit right there. Um, okay, so let's uh, the intro to this. Uh, I was I was prepared to be disappointed by the show because this is one of the sloppiest, laziest intros. The song was good. But it was long and didn't have any lyrics that meant anything. Oh no, no! I mean, it's supposed At to be all. like I need mean, like those seventy style cop shows. I get it, you know, but no. I, we have we have a rule on this show, and Chan, you can speak to our rule of intros. Uh, I want to know what the fucking show is about. Uh, make it pretty concise. Don't go overboard with it. Uh, like kicking soundtrack, but also like yeah, lay it out for me so I don't have to like figure it out as we go. Get me pumped uh, and get me informed. And honestly, it kind of did it, it did an okay job. Like it had the characters' names, uh, and I could tell. Like okay, there's the uh, there's the lead. Um, there's the uh, saucy goth, which is uh, a staple of these uh, uh, procedurals. Absolutely. Uh, there's the fat boss. Okay, I got that. Okay, I see what's happening here. I like a theme song that gets me crunk. Did this did, theme song get you crunk? Uh, I, I no, know like it's it. like medium crunk. Also, why did wh- why did I not know this? I want to know what level of crunk you get every episode. I think do. I say it, but not with words. It's with my enthusiasm. <laughs> so if you're medium crunk, is that just monk? Yeah, okay. I'm monk. So you're monk in this one. Let's get monk. <laughs> Call Tony Shalhoub right now. We're getting monk tonight. You know, Tony Shalhoub actually uh, produced this show. What the f? No, and he really didn't. But That'd be amazing. Just like if he, did. he did. <laughs> well, you know who did uh, produce this show was Scott M. Gimple, uh, which I had no idea. Uh, 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 f- full disclosure: I got to go to a kid's party at his house once. Whoa! Wow. And it was one of my life highlights of going to the Walking Dead Manor here in Los- beautiful Los Angeles, oh, California, City of Angels. I heard a rumor. But yeah, Scott M. Gimple is is much better known. These this must have been one of his first projects because he's not particularly that 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 old. And this is sixteen years ago. He had so, like one credit and then this as a creator of the show. It's a great uh, job. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious how he sort of made that leap. But yeah, yeah he, he jumped right into it and made a solid goddamn show. Yeah, and and he I mean he went, he's best known for The Walking Dead. Uh, he isn't doing it anymore, but he did like. The last four seasons of Walking Dead, I want to say something to that effect, at least. Mm, seasons four through eight. There you go. And uh, so he's the one that kind of took you through the Negan storylines and the 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 uh, the other ones that came before it that Negan wiped all out because that was such a huge storyline. That's that guy. And it's just very, very cool. When I saw his name, I was just like, go on. And then when the show turned out to be great, it was just like, F yes, Scott Campbell. <laughs> You get yours, my man, because it's a clean premise. Oh, yeah. Very, and then it's sharp. The writing is sharp. I mean, like these people obviously knew what they were trying to do, and they nailed it. And that's what I really appreciated about. Oh yeah, no, kind of also has like, I forgot what's a dragnet type feel going yes, on. Yes, uh, very much. For like with the opening act, like you know, first act, second act, and third act with Don LaFontaine. And they get Don LaFontaine to do the mm-hmm. voiceover, Mister Voiceover. Hmm. Well, act one is. And now, Fillmore. Today's episode, The Shreds Fell Like Snowflakes. Act one, Slivers of Truth. Slivers of Truth. There we go. The Slivers of Truth. So, uh, just like all of these other shows, we get opening with a victim. 
where he's trying to collect signatures in the hallway. And at first, he's, it, you think he's saying save the forest, because save the rainforest is a pretty big deal around this time, I believe. Oh, yeah. But instead, he was saying save the florist. My mom runs a florist, a place that sells flowers. And that made me so happy. Are you happy that you knew what the word florist meant? I'm happy when I when I hear a word I know. I'm miserable whenever Ray experiences happiness. It's true. Mm-hmm. It just infuriates that is the me. Correct emotional response. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's hanging out with a bunch of kids who don't want to sign his petition, or they do. Who cares? And they end up leaving him alone. And then you hear a blood curdling scream. Uh, I yeah, I just uh, is that fair? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, when it started out, that I was like. Really? Like, this dude is collecting signatures to save his mother's business, also probably meaning that, like, to uh, save their house and, and all of the things that come with that. Ultimately and, selfish, yeah. Yeah, and these people are like, meh, whatever. Like, are you, re- really? You, you're like, you're not, you're not going to bother to put a, uh, to, to sign a goddamn uh, uh, petition and uh, see a fellow classmate, you know, like... Well- not get kicked out of his house. What is that petition supposed to accomplish, though? Wouldn't it be better served if he was selling them flowers? <laughs> um, what I is mean, a bunch of signatures? What business has ever been saved by a bunch of signatures uh, outside of the entertainment uh, industry? This may be like an eminent domain situation where the city wants to uh, bulldoze okay. their building yeah, or something it, like that. He like does mention. Oh, that's right. Huh? And uh, I think the first when he like presents like the signature uh, to them and stuff. Yeah. That's fair enough, I suppose. I, I the, the details are lost upon me. Um, so he ends up here, a blood coding screen, you run back, and all of his petitions have been shredded by a shredder. But... <laughs> I mean that's that's hardcore for a kids wow. show right there. <laughs> it, uh, it was it was frankly upsetting. A little bit over the top, I would say. And here's the deal. Uh, that dude made that scream. Can we can we hear that one more time? That's a dude. Uh, actually, I thought that was going to be part of a joke. Uh, that uh, th- there's some other show that does that too. Uh, like a, a real high pitched girl scream, and oh, then yeah, it turns out Simpsons. Cute. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ned Flanders. Uh, well, yeah, in doubt, yeah, yeah. Simpsons did it first. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Uh, and then they just sort of like let it go. Like, what? What was that about? All right. They did All that right. a couple of times. That was one thing I would say about the show is they they set up the running gag of the guy with the artist depiction. Yeah. And they only did the bit twice. Yeah. And I yeah. was waiting and waiting yeah. and waiting for that third time because you know rule, rule of threes. threes. Thank mm-hmm. you. And it just never happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk about those yeah, when yeah, we yeah. get to it. Mm. Uh, good stuff. So the, now, okay. Now th- there's our procedural first uh, first uh, stanza. That's Drew Barrymore getting killed in Scream. That's every single one of these things ever. Uh, we find we find the body behind the dumpster after she's coming home drunk from the party on SVU. That's always what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team has now shown up right here, and we learned about uh, you know the the uh, person who was shredded about the origami. A club or lady with the origami who gets it all shredded, and we find out that it was now how they find how they know this blows my mind. But it was apparently shredded by a Shreddy Max four fifty. Mm-hmm. You could tell that by the pieces. <laughs> you are uh... oh, wait, this is a cartoon, right? Say so what now? They look at the pieces of shredding like, well, clearly this is done by a shredder. Like, they were looking at bullet casings. That's the point. That's I the know. Point. But it, it was a little weird. That was a little. Uh, here's the deal. I lost the realism of the show for like a second there. Thank you, Chan. 
you are you are a prophet, Eileen. Yes, uh, I am a prophet. Y- y- the truth of your words, uh, whenever he is happy, uh, all of us should be sad. It's true. This is a dark moment for the rest of and us. When he is sad, we are joyed. We rejoice. Mm-hmm. You've, we just you understand the premise of the show now. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah. It's like I literally watch it once in a while and just fathom by this actually existed and everything. That's fair. I don't blame you. <laughs> so how did you? I mean, I, so how did you feel about the idea of a serial shredder? I thought it was like it kind of had that old nineteen seventies uh, thriller film vibe going around. The world. Mm. A little grindhousey, grindhousey, but yeah. a world of like twelve year olds. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I would definitely pay money to see that on a uh, big screen. Well, when they call him a serial shredder, oh yeah. And I was thinking to myself like it's kind of badass right it there. Is, yeah. You got a serial shredder in the school. And uh, and then we, then we do our, get back to the picture gag. We do so we have an artist depiction guy, a caricature artist. That kind of looks like Tiger Woods on a very bad morning. Right off the bat, I'm like, wait a minute. We don't know what this dude looks like. This white dude draws a black dude. I was like, eh, I'm pretty sure it was a black guy that did it. Uh, and he, a, a, a messed up black guy and wearing a hoodie too. Yeah. It's part yeah. of it. But then uh, also, with his dick hanging out, also. Yeah, I hope that's his elbow. Yeah. That yeah, made yeah, me yeah. really uncomfortable also, for about two seconds. Kind of also predates Tiger Woods' whole downfall in two thousand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is when he's yeah. still on so top. Like, uh, that was like so no, uh, Nostradamus type writing going on there. Either that or he's looking to take, again, being super racist, he's looking to take down the, you know, uh, an icon. The best of golfer black in culture. the world. Yeah. Uh, like back in 2002, this would be like doing it to Bill Cosby. It was like, oh, look. I drew a picture. Of, we're looking for someone who uh, who uh, uh, roofies and rapes women. How about uh, this guy? Like, that looks like Bill Cosby, dude. Uh, back then, it would have been a scandal. It would have been outrageous. Oh, yeah. Granted, the stories were already still coming out in 2002 mm-hmm. about Bill Cosby. Nah, nobody was talking about in 2002. Nobody was talking about it, but some people were talking oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Just because the people at home didn't know about it didn't mean... People like us didn't hear about you it. You were one of those we people were, in 2002. Because we hear the things with the things. Did you just do a Cosby? I was that trying to. Did it, did it work? Yeah, no, it, was, it, it did, did it hold not, up? It did not work at all. And with the jail. and No. No. I sensed it, and I could feel it. Yeah. It, wasn't. it was really kind of half-hearted, I'll say. Uh, I didn't go full bore because it felt inappropriate, given that he's going to jail. I'm just glad that finally I get to be the king of Jell-O pudding pops. Hashtag get Eileen in a Jell-O pudding pop. Uh-huh. <laughs> let, me, let me hear your Jell-O pitch. Do you guys want a yummy snack? Fuck you guys. I'm hungry as shit for some jello right wow. now. Because uh. I got I got the stuff for you. It's not quite ice cream. It's not quite a popsicle. It's not even quite pudding. What is it, Eileen? It's jello pudding pop. Have you ever had a jello pudding pop? No. In the Midwest, it's called jello pudding pop. In uh, everywhere else, it's called jello pudding soda. Uh, here's the deal. I'm on board with this joke a thousand percent. <laughs> Should I treat? Eileen, that was that was a joke. That was a joke for me, and I and I loved it. I'm gonna treat it right uh, now, and I'll keep you guys best. posted with how it does throughout the rest of uh, this show. For the record, yes, Jello pudding pops are pretty fucking good. I like me some Jello pudding pops, yeah. chocolate flavored. I I it is v- weird that they don't either. exist anymore, and I'm curious. Um, because they stopped making them long before the connection with uh, uh, Cosby had soured, mm-hmm. and I'm I was just always curious why it it seemed like the sort of thing that's ripe for revival. Um, that maybe. and push ups, 
push-ups are still uh, still a thing. Is that oh, still yeah, a thing? Yeah, it's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. gotta go to the yeah, store on the way home and get my ass some push-ups. Can we all get push-ups? Oh my god, I want a push-up so bad right now. Can we do a little? Yo, y'all want an ice cream sandwich right now? Yes! I will get you an ice cream sandwich. No, I want a push-up, god damn it. What are you, Ray? <laughs> I got so excited. God damn it. That was involuntary. I can tell. Take, we're going to take a real quick uh, ice cream sandwich break. Uh, well, I'm going to keep going with the show. Chan, you right, just do your well, thing. And I'm going to send out that tweet, oh, and again, I will keep you Justin, all Justin, it's just me and you right now. <laughs> all right. This uh, is how the show involved. sometimes breaks down. <laughs> it's cool. Like um, this. We talk about that. We, we meet the, uh, we're going to meet the weekend profiler. They're oh, going to bring yeah. in somebody to profile the case, and we are, it's, it's so funny that they go with Frank Bishop because I'm just like, oh, it's the Punisher. Oh, yeah. He and he looks, looks like just like the Punisher yeah. and he wears all black like the Punisher. The Punisher's Frank like Castle, right? But this is Frank Bishop, the child Punisher. Uh, mint chocolate or uh, Oh, dear. Oh, mint chocolate. Those aren't push pops. Oh, Neil Pump. Oh, my God. Whatever's guys. left. Thank you. I want to make sure the crinkle Jesus. sound gets captured. I just wigged that at my head. That was inappropriate. Oh, yes. um, and a Diet Coke can. So. Well, we, we have we have a flashback scene that happens now. And it's it, we take us back to a bingo. And this is just great. Just the way that this is so pitch perfect. Because it's like Frank was on a case as a profiler. And we trace him to the bingo hall where you know he was doing something evil and stealing something. And we ended up capturing him in the kitchen. But instead of what the Punisher would do, which is fill him full of bullets and murder him. Him. They instead spilled gazpacho all gazpacho over him, meal. which normally is like, oh, that's kind of funny. But he had an allergy to gazpacho. The parents sued the school. And I'm just like, guys, this is this is just called nailing it on every single cylinder right now. How the man allergic to gazpacho? Maybe it was the cilantro. Maybe you don't put cilantro in gazpacho. Don't you? What? No. Why wouldn't you? That's insane. I think it's insane to put cilantro in anything because i'm one of those people are you a soap person i'm a soapy guy Ugh. it just it ruins anything How do you it's even in live in southern california you can't eat burritos man well i can eat i can eat the number one rated burrito in the country a taco bell go home ray go home ray. you know you live next go to a taco home, bell chan yes i've eaten there it is not the number one rated it is the most highest rated Mexican restaurant it in is, the country. It is not the highest rated Mexican. America has spoken, Chan, and they want block. Taco Bell. In, uh, Rockville, Illinois, it was voted. It was voted number one Mexican restaurant. Thank you. Back in like 2012, I believe. And in the year 2018, in, in a poll of Americans, full red blooded Americans, American. Taco Bell, number one Mexican restaurant in the United States, as voted by the fans. So I'm just saying. By volume? Yes. Moving forward, we meet Frank's sister as they're going to go visit Frank to try to bring him out onto the case. And her name is Francine Bishop. Mm. For the record, as soon as she showed up, I'm like, that's the perp. You thought so? Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. If you've seen any episode of Law and Order, you understand that that person who has a slightly longer scene than anybody else in, in Act One probably is the one who did it. Even then, I still didn't think it was her until much later in the episode. And you'd think after watching decades of these shows, I would be hipper than that. But just the placement of the character to like you've got the uh, this uh, disgraced profiler, obviously like the main character um, of this piece. And then you have the like the slightly peripheral character that uh, has like a thing about them that's uh, um 
like she, she makes those ice sculptures. Yeah. So she's got a thing, but then we don't really know anything else about her. Uh, like, oh yeah, like by the rules of a procedural, she is. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know why, but I know that it's going to come around to be her. She did it. Uh, a spoiler alert: Chan might be correct about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, okay, so yeah, she she does these crazy elaborate ice sculptures, and we're remembering she's like what twelve years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just for the record, uh, have you heard of a little thing called Calvin and Hobbes? No, what's that? Well, let me pull out my. <laughs> oh yeah. Let me pull out your compendium. Compendium. Uh, why? What does Calvin and Hobbes have to do with the twelve-year-old girl who does elaborate ice sculptures? Calvin <laughs> makes shitty snowmen. He doesn't do anything good. He imagines that they might be good, but they're shitty snowmen. Come on. When I was 12, I took a stained glass class. So, you know, what arts the... and crafts for 12-year-olds, it's possible. <laughs> also... Here's the deal. She's just proven everything correct. Mm-hmm. If you can dream it, you can be it. No, also, that's also true. Also, guys, I have one like on that tweet so far, and it's by <laughs> it's by at Erskate151. So thank you, at Erskate151. I will keep you all posted to future likes and or retweets, oh, maybe even comments. I'm excited by this, uh, this <laughs> development in the show. I hope that person actually listens to the show. <laughs> what a surprise. Um, you got to chase that tweet with the link to the show, obviously. I will. I will. <laughs> Just to try to make this all come full circle again. Okay, so we, we were taken up to Frank's room where he's completely gone off the wagon. Oh, yeah. So he'd be the character in this episode who's basically an alcoholic who can't take care of himself anymore. So when pizza we get box. to his room in this middle school setting, he's got pizza boxes everywhere. He's got a clip newspaper, school newspaper clippings on the wall. And he comes out of the uh, his his bathroom in his room, um, yeah. rich kid, and he... <laughs> And he's wearing like a bathrobe, and he's drinking like was it fruit juice? Yeah, it's supposed to be like some type of fruit punch, fruit like punch, Gatorade type thing. It was great, oh, yeah. and he's all just like, "What are you even doing in my room?" And I love him immediately. Yeah, did you also notice how he had like uh, next to club? He had like ten how to way to get abs in ten minutes. No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. like, so it was like highlighted. Oh, he's disheveled. There you go. He's <laughs> he's given up. He's given up on life. So they invite him to join the team, and he is not interested at all. He says, no, thank you. Because, you know, the hero's journey. Got to say no in act one. Call to action. Yep. That's it. And then he said, but he he gives him a little bit of a clue. Paper mache is coming next. Maybe even decoupage. What is a decoupage? I didn't know what that was. Look, Eileen, I didn't have your fancy, fancy Chicago arts and crafts class when I was 12. I made a beautiful stained glass window and it was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you still have that? Uh, It's in my parents' basement, but it got semi destroyed in a flood. So, like, it's not as, it's a little broken. Just like me. (laughs) Also, just like you, destroyed in a flood. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> the Eileen Mary O'Connell journey. I'm not a strong swimmer. <laughs> Next on Lifetime. <laughs> oh, my gracious. And that's going to take us to picture gag number two. So this is still early on in the episode, and they do the second gag with the the, the, the sketch artist, yep. and they draw it, and it looks like... It uh, kind of looks like an oyster without the shell. I can't tell you did how he, many men have said that to me. Did he draw a man without a face? <laughs> what? I, what? I, uh, what? Okay, no, 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 walk away. No, back what? up, back Chad, up. Chad, I was I'm prepared sorry. to keep going. I should not have even <laughs> said you, anything. You, nope, nope. you threw a lariat around the show and pulled it back the to window. that statement. I am opening the window and I'm leaping out of it. That was a good ice cream sandwich. Chan, you gave me sugar. Oh, boy. 
It's an it's an oyster, and I immediately was just like, did he just he draw a man without a face? Man without a face. No. That is Billy Idol, eyes without a face. But that's but that's who he drew. That is in the picture. Uh, he drew Billy Idol without a face. For some reason, when you say Billy Idol, think of Billy Ocean. <laughs> uh, correctly, Caribbean queen. Now we've got no faces at all. Uh, I don't. I, I yeah. I wish this a that there was a third beat to this joke. Because there B, should be that the second beat tracked with the first beat because it didn't like it was just sort of random things. I would have been fine with a random third thing though, just for the sake of my OCD to complete the bit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I hate about bits that don't finish. Here's the thing. Uh, why don't you go visit your friend Scott Gibble's house? Uh, bring your daughter so that uh, so it's not weird. Uh, yeah, and and ask him what got cut because it, this feels like something that got cut for had time. It had to be. There was a third. There was a third bit, and he would know. He would know. I think he would know. This is probably the thing. It was like God. I just wish I could have like a director's cut of this so I could restore all of the glory but that's what's crazy about it is because it's a disney cartoon on a, on a channel that originally had no commercials it's like a 27 minute cartoon well it started as abc uh and then it moved over to disney afterwards so it's still a 27 minute cartoon we're used to 21 and a half maybe this is 26 and a half it's a long cartoon yeah those extra sure six minutes that? i didn't know yeah. what to do I, I didn't use your link chan i got the one on youtube um you mean oh. the ones they slow down to avoid the copyright box? It was definitely. <laughs> here's the deal, Chan. Jesus definitely Christ, was not slowed right. down. Jesus they were speaking Christ. very, very fast. <sighs> hey guys, uh, great news! I got two more likes on that God tweet. <laughs> so thank you, want- you, thank you at writing Wilkie, and thank you at James A. Janice for your likes. I oh, appreciate hey, them so much. I know James. He. Uh- he has a uh, podcast that is wildly successful, well, so much more so than ours. Well, what, he... what's that podcast? Uh, Dead Meat. Yeah, uh, they do uh, horror and stuff. Here's the deal: I've never heard of it. Uh, I've heard of this a... show. One nothing it's, us. It's good that you're taking down somebody who I'm, I'm giving a shout out to <laughs> on our podcast who follows and likes things that I tweet. Well, here's the deal, Eileen. Maybe I'll check his show out. <laughs> Uh, honestly, the fact that you don't know uh, his podcast is uh, can only be a good thing. For, really, for for, for, him. for James, yeah. for yeah. the sake of our James, arguments. congratulations! <laughs> You've successfully hidden it from me for this long, uh, and since my memory is that of a goldfish, I will probably forget by the end of. So there's a hooded figure. This is going to turn out like Mento, where like he actually has been listening to uh, the Deadbeat podcast for years and has like T-shirts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he gets home and is like, oh, man, I just feel real beat up by those guys uh, for the <laughs> fact that I didn't know that podcast. What's happening? <laughs> what is all this stuff? It turns out I am that guy. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> Oh, dear Lord. All right, so there's a hooded figure, and they're at the science fair. They're at the science fair because this is where he's likely to strike next. And so there's all these crazy devices, and that really excited me. Anytime I see, like, the writer's room has a chance to make, like, bad puns of science, yeah. I am I am ready to go. And, and Chan, I'm sure you were as well. Uh, yeah, although uh, I was 
kind of disappointed because I didn't see a whole lot of them that really jumped out on me. Well, Mount yeah, St. Cliche was pretty fun. Mount St. Cliche was maybe my favorite. We my also favorite. had What Are You Looking At? Yeah, yeah. Good. And the Still Chocolate the Chippinator. Yeah, that which was the plot one, sure. And so there was this is the big end of Act One, which is uh, the hooded figure who we figure we've caught the culprit. Uh, yeah. Here we There's go. A big foot chase here, and it reminded me how much uh, I appreciate parkour in action movies. Uh, I yeah. like a good foot chase, and I like people running up walls and hopping off buildings onto other buildings. When did we get to a uh, point culturally where every person in a movie knows parkour? Uh, what, when did that switch over happen? I want to say it was the first uh, of the um, the new James Bond. Who's 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 the Daniel dude? Craig? The first Daniel Craig movie, I think, was the the tipping point at which parkour was like because uh, it was never done in media anywhere. And then all of a sudden, I look over and it's there's a whole Punisher War Zone section on parkour, and I'm playing L.A. Noir for the Xbox 360, and there's dudes doing parkour on tops of buildings in the 19. 19- 30s or whatever it is and i'm just like when why is this suddenly a thing i wasn't given i wasn't allowed to vote on this it is the organic version of a car chase uh it's the human version of a car chase and i think it's fantastic and i I want i want it in all of my movies you want only parkour uh i prefer to car chases honestly uh cars are boring cars are done guns boring 100 years of car chases a real no cuts uh, fist fight. I want. I, I want every movie to be Raid Redemption. All right, that's that's all I'm saying. Hmm. You know what? Okay. All right. Done. Here's the deal. Thank yeah. you, Chan. I, <laughs> cool thing <laughs> is, I yeah, I think you're going to get your wish, <laughs> for better or for worse. I think that's where we're going. Um, excuse me, I've got to jump out the window to go home. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that's the world we live in. GI <clears throat> Joe will return after these messages. Cobra Commander, he is the enemy. He's the enemy of T.I. Joe. He's escaping! He's escaping in the Cobra Claw! Get the Nick Jaws and get him aboard the Skyhawk! Introducing Duke, Roadblock, and Spirit. G.I. Joe, a real American hero. G.I. Joe is there. Cobra Commander got away! But we captured Storm Shadow. Yo, Joe! G.I. Joe Skyhawk. Joe and Cobra figures and Cobra Claw sold separately from Hasbro. Back to G.I. Joe. Act two starts, and Chan, what's act two? I just want to hear Don LaFontaine talk more. Hmm. I'm Don LaFontaine. This is me. I'm the recording that Chan is playing right now. La, Boy, la, it's la. awfully prescient of a recording. <laughs> la, la, la. La, LaFontaine. <laughs> Oh, I'm still going. Here I am. Well, Chan, this is a really long clip you found. I'm going to do a little tap routine now. Here I go. What? Where'd it go? Oh, I'm still here. (laughs) Oh, wow. My feet are moving so fast. Dude, you guys remember when he did that tap routine in the show? That was so good. It was outrageous. Yeah. It really didn't didn't fit the setting or anything about what was going on on screen. so talented. But if Don LaFontaine brings tap dancing to your show, you put it fucking in. Hello, little girl. I'm going to give you a perfect uh, fishtail braid. That could have gone poorly. Here I am, innocently giving you a perfect fishtail braid. That's why. Uh... This was the part of the show where uh, 
Egon was smacking on my keyboard, so there's just a bunch missing right there. Aww. Well, thankfully, we heard it. Yeah, we heard uh, it. So, so, it's so, so let's just keep on going. Uh, so your son I, ate Don LaFontaine, basically? Yeah, oh, no! Yeah. Baby's putting me in his mouth! Again, very prescient. <laughs> in a world Help! where I'm being eaten by a 10-month-old. I'm in his tum-tum! <laughs> Um, so moving forward, on point with your Don LaFontaine, by the way. Thank you. I am really good at impressions. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Uh, that Don LaFontaine, better than any of Ray's impressions. Yeah. This is outrageous. And true. And also true. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we have a Frank makes a save, so he does not get chocolate chipinated. Fillmore doesn't. We hear a scream from the next room. Haley's Comet Diorama. Oh, there it is. Shredded. Act two. Old friends, new foes. <coughs> oh, sorry. I had a thing in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My first thought when we saw the Haley's Comet chick shredding it, I thought she was the perpetrator because she said I needed this to uh, pass my class or something like that. And I'm, in my brain, and this is how my brain works, I go, nobody who would do an elaborate Halley's Comet science fair presentation made out of paper mache is failing their science class. Oh, what a shocker that Ray doesn't believe women. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Wow. Skill to the- <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I broke Ray. Yay! I broke Ray. <laughs> you wait till I take a big bite of ice cream sandwich, <laughs> and then you drop that on my pants. Thanks, Jim. Again, par for the course. <laughs> so the principal has shown up. The principal drives a car into the gymnasium. Yeah, like each episode, because she's basically treated like a DA or sorts. Yes. And so each episode, she has like her, she's like guided by her own security team. Like, even though she's sure. a security guard, and she also has people are driving to places and stuff. It was just hilarious to me that this car just rolls up in the middle of the gym and then nobody makes reference to it at all. It's just a thing that happens in this world. Here's the thing. Those are my favorite bits. If the principal does something, what are you going to do? Tell her she's an idiot? She's going to put you in detention. Oh, yeah. Whatever whatever it is, man. Like, yep, that's cool. That's fine. That's what we do now. Eye contact. So here we go. Frank is going to end up uh, leading this crew now. He's decided, I'm back on board. I'm inspired. I'm joining the team. Uh, like, hero's journey. Again, Eileen, this is a right... You might want to write this down. It's, uh, it's a thing. Eat a dick, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Eileen's uh, hero's journey, the first 97 times we asked her to come do this podcast... Mm-hmm. She said, eat a dick, Ray. I did. Yeah. And then that 98th one, I was like, he ate the dick. <laughs> Well, I wanted to impress upon you yeah. how and much we so wanted thankful. you on the show. We are so thankful. Yeah. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I am everyone's stepmommy. <laughs> Thank you. We find out that all three of the victims have been in the school plays, in the drama club, and some of the somehow we found out some of it has been shredded right-handed, some has been shredded left-handed. Oh, man. So our perp potentially is ambidextrous. dun 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 Again, the fact that they were able to discern this, I just, I'm enamored with the, the logic uh, of this show, and it makes me love it even more. Just for the record. Okay, I, I'm putting it in the record. Put it in the record. I'm putting it in the record. File that one away. It's filed. Also, uh, I want to go back, like when Frank saves a uh, film. Yeah, yeah. 
against uh, like for what was it again? The, um, the chip chocolate chipinator. Yeah, what would have happened if the chocolate chipinator had fallen? I, mean, I don't think he would have died. No, he would have been absolutely fine. Yeah, okay. Let's just say. Literally, the chocolate chipinator was a device. First off, great job, twelve year old, for designing this industrial piece of equipment. It has a giant block of chocolate that it just drops from a distance onto a conveyor belt, where the force of the impact of the drop causes it to crumble into chips. Hmm. And it only drops it like th- two feet, three yeah. feet. So yeah, sort of so. like a magic shell situation, I think. You know, like uh, it comes out, it kind of hardens, but it's real fragile, so it drops. I'm into it. Yeah, I've had some poops like that. And I know. Eileen knows. I need to know when and how Ray is pooping at all times. Well, you could always go to my Twitter account at Ray's Poops. I know. Um, yeah. No, I'm, this is for the people at home. Oh, thanks. That sorry. was more of a royal you, excuse me. I'm sorry. I should have been more you were, specific. You were looking at me, so I assume. I was like, of yeah. course, I go to your, your at Ray poop all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's, no, not at Ray poop. That's at, a t- yeah. completely sorry, sorry. different that's, that's, Ray that's my, that's my fan and page. their poop. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. That's the parody account. I yeah. know. You've created, I created to a parody fan. the thing that I used to track my defecation. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I think it's important that you, know, you put that information out in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. Oh, guys, speaking of Twitter, um, great news. <laughs> oh, shit. I have one more like on my <laughs> my tweet, and it is from at Joe Hospidor. Thank you, at Joe Hospidor. Oh, good guy, Joe Hospidor. He's, he's a good guy. Good egg, that's Joe. He's got good uh, taste on what tweets to like. <laughs> Fair enough. If okay. you want to be shouted out on this show, just go ahead and... Like a tweet by Eileen. You yeah. never know. Chances are good if know. Eileen tweets something on a Thursday night and you like it, you might be mentioned on the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a good new segment. No this, is, no, this really got legs. I'm really excited that this uh-huh. is part of the show now. <laughs> it benefits everybody. Really, it really does. Uh, we're building a mythology for this show. Uh-huh. Jesus. We find out now. Frank has now done a little bit of research. Fillmore's a little bit, and and uh, uh, or say Fillmore's a little bit of research. We found out the volcano was wired to explode, which I don't even remember it exploding, but it did. But it did at the wrong time. It was sabotaged. Ba-ba-bum. And how did he know? How did how did the perpetrator know that we were going to do this at the science fair? Frank knew. Blame shifts to Frank <laughs> again, just like every single procedural ever. I love it. And then the chief says, no, I will not sully a good cop's name. But it also turns out that the uh, uh, the chief, Vallejo, he's up for re-election, basically. Oh, yeah. And so he's trying not to uh, – he's trying to get a second term as a school – Junior commissioner. Crime guy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, again, mirrors every law and order. It's just hmm. – I really Mwah. liked how when he did a flashback of him back in seventh grade, he has like a little bit of afro. Yes. <laughs> and everything, like it's actual 70s for him and stuff. That was good. That's true, because when I do a flashback, it would have been to like seriously three months ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which takes us to Act 3. Act 3, Race to Salvation. Just- <coughs> oh, I need a lozenge. <laughs> I'm just, I can't believe they put the full take in the episode. It's just, he's got no, such a golden throat. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just, you know, use, less is more in a case like that. That's mm-hmm. all. I'm still going. And then it just and then it keeps it, it really ruined the pacing of the cartoon, honestly. It but, slowed it uh, to a crawl. I mean, I thought uh, that tap dancing didn't do a lot for the pacing of the mm. show, but Hey everybody, watch me make some paper crafts. And then it's like ten minutes of him doing paper crafts, but it's an audio medium. Mm-hmm. 
So literally, it's the characters on screen just like standing and waiting while he makes paper crafts. Snip, Here's snip, the thing: snip. so many people said that uh, they would uh, listen to Don LaFontaine read the phone book. Yep. He just got he just got a huge ego, and uh, yeah, this is what happens. Now he doesn't even use his voice; he just makes things with mm. his hands. Now it looks just like the lake at my grandparents' house. <laughs> listen to me snipping. <laughs> Snip, snip. Oh, something in my throat. <laughs> this is what I sound like. <laughs> so moving forward, we cut to Frank who's playing He's playing violent video games. He's playing shooters. And I appreciated that, being that he is the Punisher, like a thousand percent. Yeah. And uh, the he, ga- was playing a, he was playing a... He was playing a shmup. Yeah, it was like supposed to be like a space invader, basically. Yeah, a he shooter. was shooting asteroids. Yeah, not a first-person shooter like he's killing I, p- humans. No, but they didn't really. I guess they did have those in two thousand two. <laughs> I mean, he kind of also kind of looked the part of a school shooter. Yes, he did. He look at it closely, and that's pre-com. It's not oh, pre-Columbine. It's post. Just I wanted to sound ominous for a second. I wanted to be Don LaFontaine. I just want to be Don LaFontaine. Can I just put that out there? Well, I mean, you have a uh, master impressionist right here to give you tips. Oh, I mean, that's a good dream, but I'm not a pussy. I mean, what? we what? should have Wait, mentioned what? we should have mentioned Don LaFontaine is here in the studio with us right now. Ray, Ray, I do not care for you. Well, Don, that, that really upsets me. I'll be honest with you. I, I am a big fan of yours. Oh. Hold on. I'm just doing a time code check for when this episode went off the rails. About three seconds uh. into it, I think. Rails, I have a model train. <laughs> Not where I thought you were going with that, Don, but there are many different directions I thought that was going to go, and that was maybe number five. Choo-choo. That's the sound of my train. Oh, <laughs> okay, so we get to the drama club right now, and we, we meet those kids, which, I mean, I think most of us uh, were those kids, I assume. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Chan, definitely. 50-50. Were you a drama kid? Do you want me to pull out my yearbooks and you yes! can see? Yes! I no. mean, always yearbooks. the answer to that is yearbooks. yes. Yearbooks, yearbooks. Well, they're doing the, the all the victims have been members of the drama club, starting at the top in alphabetical order, which means the next victim is dun dun dun, dun, dun. Francine Castle or Francine Bishop, excuse me. <laughs> I get into the Punisher. It's not gonna. I'm wearing my Punisher gonna, shirt today, mm. completely coincidental to watching this episode, which I watched after I dressed myself. You always wear a Punisher shirt. Don't worry about every that. Other Ray, day. You don't. You don't dress yourself. <sighs> Listen. <laughs> Both of those statements can be true. Do you really think his wife would let him out of the house with a Punisher shirt on if she knew? I think Ray's mommy comes over. <laughs> she flies in every day from Grand Rapids. Uh, the thing is, she's so tired, she just takes what's on the top of the pile, and it's always a Punisher yeah, shirt. That's what I've learned to game the system. So we're talking about, is this whole thing a setup? To help to make a, a, it's been floated the idea that Vallejo's got a, a meeting to get uh, the second term uh, for his junior. What is it? Commissioner. Junior commissioner. It's only and two words, man. It's, it's junior commissioner. How That's many syllables is that? God, all you have to remember. So anyway, he's doing that thing, and uh, it's been floated. Is this a setup to have you miss the meeting? Mm-hmm. Which prophetic? Like when she says it, it's like, well, that sounds crazy, and then immediately my brain's like. Well, in the procedural world, she just guaranteed that that's exactly what's going on right now. 
And it was true. And it was true. Thunk, thunk. Wait, what? It's the Law and Orders. No, 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 no. Oh, you were questioning like, my great sound effects. No, the, you nailed that. Thank I, you. I felt like I was in an episode of Law and Order. I'm just trying to figure out what you were so happy about figuring out. I'm just like, like it when I figure something the out. Pl- like, the plot the, of the like, show I've already seen. Here's the, if I can figure it out, I'm happy. Uh, but they just no. said it out loud. Well, later in the episode, they said it out loud. No, like right there, they're like, this is probably a setup, and they're going to keep him from going to the thing. But then they deny it. What? Then they say, that can't be it. I'm taking my chances. I won't miss that meeting. I'm Vallejo. Right, yeah, but that's this. <laughs> it turns out calls were made the day before each of these uh, victimizings from Frank's house. Dun, dun, dun. Damning evidence, if ever I've heard it before. And it turns out, but then they, they figure it out. Every single person was in the drama club. So therefore, if they were victims, they were actors. And it turns out they were all in on it. Mm. They were themselves the perpetrators on themselves for cash because none of their stories hold up. The girl who is going to fail the class is getting an A+. Plus. So you're saying they are like the first crisis actors. Thank Ooh. you. Thank you. They were the, literally the first crisis actors. Uh, I mean, I, I feel I feel like uh, it's, it's, it's more of a, um, I don't know, like a Chinatown type situation. You got uh, this big setup. Because like, I'm just thinking back to my drama club days and thinking about what I would have done for a massage chair like that. And um, I'm not going to say that I would have murdered anybody for for a chair like that. But I would say that I would, I mean, I would probably sh- stick a shiv in someone. Ooh. Like, like not, trying to dodge the organs. But, you know. Shane, all you really know. had to do was just fake some signatures and put them through a, a shredder. No, 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 no. I mean, I have the shiv already made. No, no, but I mean, like, I, you, you really don't have to go that just, far. just, like, shaved it down into a sharp point. Considerably less is needed. like, right in the belly, and they'll go to the hospital, but they definitely won't die. It's 2002. Just go to the sharper image. Thank you. The sh- is that... I've never been in there. Is that what the sharper image is? It's wait, you've wait, what? sharpened you objects? Went to, no. Oh, Ray. We got to teach you about the sharper image. Wait, are you saying Ray? I know what the sharper image <laughs> Sorry, is. Sorry, I had a, bra- a bigger brain fart because I got mad and I defaulted to I know, but to be fair, though, when a per- I've seen you do this in other situations. You just get mad at somebody and immediately assume it's me. Yeah. I, this person saying. causes me rage. Must be Ray. Yeah. I, I, I was watching the Kavanaugh hearings today, and I was like, Ray! This is going to backfire on you horribly when you're having angry sex with your oh, uh, uh, spouse someday. You just get so bad. Just like, Ray! Like, what? No, what? No, no, I just meant that I was angry. I didn't mean that I wanted to. I'm just, I'm so sorry, baby. Any man that marries me will know that I come on a package deal. It's me and my hatred of Ray. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fact. <laughs> anyway, Guys. quickly, Robert Clark Chan, Sharper Image, was a store <laughs> at many malls where they sold, like, cool tech things, and they had many massage chairs you could sit on. Mm-hmm. And Thank it's also where they sold Razor Scooters originally. Uh, what I'm hearing is more sharp things, so I'm just <laughs> going to assume that it uh, it is only sharp objects, including, mm-hmm. I guess, sharp massage chairs. Yep. All right. Very sharp. It's like that Netflix show, Sharper Things. Nope. Sharper. Nope. No. They go to the upside God, down God where it's it. sharp. God. No. And the, and the, the people, and then Barb gets killed. 
Yeah, the upside down, the stalagmites are stalactites. Thank you. Ah. And they're sharp. I I wish ill upon you. (laughs) So they end up going over to visit Francine to try to warn her, but it turns out she is the perpetrator. And then Frank tries to warn her, and one of my favorite lines of the entire show happens where she's like, maybe you better lay off the fruit punch. And oh, the number of times Frank, I've been told. I think you've been drinking a little too much fake fruit juice. There you go. Fake fruit juice. That feels like they had a specific brand in mind and they had to cut it out. Yeah. High C, folks. It had to be high C, right? I thought Capri Sun. Mm. Capri Sun. Oh, hardcore Capri Sun, definitely. Right? I think yeah, you've I mean, had too much high C. Or I think you've had too much Capri Sun. America, you be the judge. At G.I. Joe Podcast, hashtag High C is better, or hashtag you're wrong, Ray. Capri Sun is my choice. Let's get it trending. I hate you so much. Trending on Twitter. Yes. Trending on Twitter today. I often think about the time in my life before I met Ray and how much better it was. Yeah. (laughs) You were so young back then. I was, because I met you when I was 22. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, I've known you a while. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I mean, it, only enough time for the hatred to really burn a hole. Yeah, it was hate at first sight, though. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, without question. I could feel it across the room when I sat down. I was like, I am fresh out of college, and I hate this world. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? I don't know, but I hate him. <laughs> yeah, no, it all holds up. Uh, so this is where we get the big thing was revenge. The whole thing was Francine's plan was to get revenge against Vallejo yep. to cost him reelection to mm-hmm. to cause him to miss his hearing. Mm-hmm. Somehow she engineered this to a perfect moment mm-hmm. where she knew exactly when the hearing was going to be and set it yep. up so he would come visit her exactly at that moment yep. so she could lock him in an ice castle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then a chase happens when Fillmore shows up to thwart her. And uh, she can g- we just stop and take a moment? Uh, to to uh, to my mind, she is the hero of this piece. She she's is the hero. She is doing this uh, out of love for her brother, uh, uh, revenge spite for her could, brother. Uh, yeah, because her brother got jacked by this dude who went on and lived a fine life. He's now junior commissioner, uh, while her brother is like s- sitting at home drinking cheap ass fruit juice and stacking up the pizza boxes. Which also sounds like a great life to me, so... His room was so many apartments that I've been to. (laughs) Here's the deal. If you've met a dude in his 20s in Los Angeles, you know what that room looks like. He's had flashbacks to a lot of Bumble dates, is all I'm saying. (laughs) Yikes. Wait a minute. What? Are you going on dates with 12-year-olds? Yes. No more questions. <laughs> there is there is no good direction that conversation can take from that from that statement. Forward. When I was twelve, <laughs> Lordy Lou, Just I kidding. like beer. <laughs> anyway, there's a big chase scene that happens in roughly thirty seconds, where they're on a bridge. They fall off the bridge. There's a snowplow that she's trying to run them over, and they end up. Uh, Vallejo jumps in the back, and like you know, they end up destroying all her ice sculptures. Oh, the humanity of it all. The, the consequence, the irony, the hubris, all her ice sculptures get shattered. You're using a lot of uh, SAT vocab words. Every right single now. one I could think of in the moment. It's great. It's really all I do. I'm proud of you, Ray. Thank you. It's a rare moment. Mary O'Connell. I'm proud of you. I'll disappoint you soon enough. Don't <laughs> I worry. I know. Um, and then, yeah, 
Vallejo gets confirmed. Frank rejoins the team, and we're all happy. Happy ending. Does she really? Does she actually suffer any consequences though? I mean, she's probably suffers like being grounded for at least a month. That's there bad. are no parents anywhere They're, near this episode. Detention or some detention. sort of thing. Detention for yeah. what exactly? For uh, for buying a chair for some nice people who then themselves did things for conspiracy. Uh, conspiracy no, is that did, a detentionable offense? She did destroy a bunch of uh, science fair stuff. No, because and also she yeah she shredded. Uh, well, I guess no. That was just a total. The people over. shredded their own so. stuff. Yeah. So what crime, Charles uh, Manson, did you really no, commit? The, what? Why? I wouldn't say that. Had Charles be, Manson committed no crimes. I would say that she probably he's had, an innocent man. <laughs> Sorry, Justin, you were saying. No, I would say that she probably would end up getting uh, grounded because, yeah, like, detention. I think she really, yeah, because it's a school thing. I think they really couldn't pin anything on her exactly since it was a group of people that did it. So right. maybe, like, I think grounded properly would be the best mm-hmm. way. It was an it was an attempted framing. Uh, there must be some sort of uh, uh, law for that. Is, no, is they, there? They tried to set uh, uh, Vallejo up, yes. so that he would get ousted. Well, they were uh, just trying to set him up to miss his meeting, right? That was the whole point. Mm-hmm. Which he, you know, I guess false imprisonment because she did lock him in a tower. There you go. Yeah, that's solid. Um, you know, attempted reckless endangerment with a snowplow. Yeah. 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 You know. Uh, she almost did uh, pretty much almost make. She probably, yeah, sorry. She almost did get Fillmore to be suffocated by that big chocolate. Of she almost, break. yeah, death by chocolate. That's true. That's true. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Attempted homicide. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, ground, that I ground that. Yeah. <laughs> if Egon, uh, when Egon's in middle school and if he did any of those things, you'd ground him, right? I mean, oh please, you're trying to teach him how to do conspiracies. That's that true. Yeah, it depends on what are we talking about right now. You're right. He's already uh, has. He already has his own tent. There's a tent. In here, there's a circus guys. tent in here, ladies and gentlemen. The first thing I did was crawl inside of it. <laughs> I walked into this living room and I was like, I must go inside that. Did you tent made for a baby? Did you tweet that picture yet? <laughs> Not yet. I'm waiting for uh, prime tweeting hours. What are the prime tweeting hours? Like during the day, during the work hour. That's why, I like this, uh, this podcast tweet was kind of a gamble. Guy but, that learned hey, something hey, about Twitter. You got four likes. I got so four likes. You're on fire. I'm on fire, guys. If ever I have a post, in a tweet that ever gets four likes, it's going to be awesome. Wow. It's going to be a big day. Someday my tweet will come. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, that's our episode of Fillmore. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Of course. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, can you give people at home some contact information, some social media, some more show dates coming up? Anything yeah. you want to have them be a part of? Yeah, yeah, please, please. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Also, just come out to support some great pack shows. Hell yeah. Happening. Uh, besides uh, Sketch, we have some great imp- Improv, Rude Mondays, particularly. Woo, woo, woo. Generally speaking, teams. if you show up to the Pack Theater and mm-hmm. see two shows in a row, you're almost guaranteed to see somebody who's been on this podcast at this point. Mm-hmm. At least one person. Usually me. <laughs> well, Eileen, you're in every show at the Pack Theater, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering every correctly. One, yeah. Every single show. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, Justin. Was there anything else that you were working on? Oh, yeah. This, like I mentioned earlier, Blackverse. Uh, please come support it, because if we do support it, it will become a monthly show. And yes. that's the goal of it. So that's happening October 16th, and uh, I was going to say something um, 
very killer, but I, I decided not to. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So I'm, yeah, I'm glad you made the choice. You were going to do it, and you're like, I don't need to. I don't need to do it. I was going to say right. smoke weed every day, but... I, yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. So, 2005. I can't so. do that. What well, I'm going to say is... We're watching a cartoon from 2002, yeah. so... All right, perfect. All right, smoke yeah. weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, so, if you're a uh, 12-year-old child... How old were you in 2002? I was 10 years old. Uh, oh, all you, all you 10-year-olds... Smoke weed, smoke weed every day. Look at me. Uh, <laughs> guys could be on a podcast someday. Guys, I'll go ahead and just say out loud: If you're 12 years old, don't smoke weed every day. What it's a, it's what just it's not it's 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 not the best advice you could be getting from uh, a podcast. Narc. I guess what I should say: You just smoke kid weed. There you go. What is kid weed? Dandelions. Dandelions. Well, I was smoking thinking dandelions would probably do more damage than smoking weed. That's choking the funniest yourself. Funniest thing I've ever said. Uh, I was thinking just eating a big bowl of Lucky Charms yeah. and then running around the yard. Eating big bowl of Lucky oh, Charms. Oh, I do that. Um, yeah. You do that now. I do that now because I'm allergic to weed. It's facts. These are facts. Uh, so, uh, Justin, real quick, um, uh, I assume you haven't seen Fillmore in a long time before this episode. No, I did. What is your feeling about the show having gone back to it? Now? Actually, it's still good. It's still yeah, good. it has like a really killer voice cast going it, on. It like, really does. Tara Strom plays Ingrid, the draft right. woman, and then there's. Lauren famous Orlando, uh, Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown. What has Orlando Brown done? I know uh, the name, but he, he did That's So Raven. Oh, jeez. Okay. He also played like you could tell. Like, he's like he uh, Family Matters. He played Steve Urkel's little not little not like biological little brother, but more like the organization. Little okay. Brother. He didn't play Robo Urkel. No. no okay, no, that's no, a totally no, different no, character. But he did no, no. But he did that. He's also he's done like a slew of like television spots back awesome. in the late nineties. Yeah, that name is so familiar. Uh, Chan, did you just IMDb him? Yeah, yeah, he's he's worked a lot. Yeah, I, I believe it because he was fantastic in this show. Um, yeah, how did you guys feel about it? Like, uh, are you guys on board with me that this is one of the absolute highest quality shows we've ever brought to the table? It was a real good show. Yeah, it was a real good show. Yeah. Would, would you guys watch more episodes of this? Because I a hundred percent would. I can't wait for my kid to be old enough to watch Law and Order, so I can also show her this. And like a back-to-back kind of a thing. Be like, see how brilliant this one is? I worry that Ray's child will be exposed to sex crimes at a terrifyingly yeah. young age. Mm-hmm. Boy, there are so many terrible directions to take that statement, and I'm going to decline. Hmm. Sure, sure crimes. you don't You don't want to see the uh, see the oyster without a shell that Dylene has? You want to see that? The th- Remember that joke I made a little while ago that everyone hated? <laughs> Honestly blacked it out. It's fine. I was trying really hard to redact it from my memory. I mean, it was great and very funny, but I guess you wouldn't want to. Uh, it's, I mean, that it's, to memory. it's a four like tweet at least. Yeah. Okay. At so, least. Uh, my tweet is now at six likes. What? So uh, thank you. And Blowing thank up you. on Twitch. Thank you at I said hey and at Hugster one. Whoever that is. <laughs> Who is that? Uh, Eileen, do you have any shows coming up you want to plug? I have a million shows. I know um, you do. Okay. Look. Uh, Give uh, us the top three. All right. And anything else, they'll know who they are. <laughs> okay, guys. Top Story Weekly, Sunday. That's in your top three? Well, it's a big news week this week. So, like, I want to, like, I think it's going to be a good show. Uh, top Story Weekly this Sunday, 8 p.m. at Acme NoHo. North Hollywood for you kids yeah, at home. Yeah, right by. I live so close to it, so it's great. Yeah, um, we, we <laughs> need to come down and see that show again. It's mm. right down the street. Yes. 
uh, Townies Tuesday nights at the Pack at 8 p.m. And also, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, I'm playing at the Pack Theater in the next Pack, and it's a team full of teachers and coaches. And as a coach at the Pack Theater, I am part of that. Yowza. Wow. Also, uh, join my Twitter campaign to get me on Space Jam 2. It is coming out. The movie has been announced, and I want to be in it, and I will be in it. So please uh, tweet hashtag get Eileen in Space Jam 2 to make my very real-life dream come true. Thank and you. we've been trying to use the, the show's Twitter account to help prop up a little bit of this, at mm-hmm. least. And I feel like the audience of the show is, is coming on board. I've seen some tweets. I've seen some tweets, too. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag get Eileen in Space, Space Jam, Jam 2. 2. I need this. <laughs> I mean, wait a minute. Is I need this part of the hashtag? No, it's just part of, like, when I explain it to people. <laughs> Can this be, like, the second hashtag? Be, like, hashtag get Eileen in Space Jam 2. Hashtag I need this. Yes. Because <laughs> that feels right. It does. It does. That feels very on brand. Very yeah. right. Uh, Chan, do you have any shows coming up you want to plug? Uh, You're in you a sketch what? team. Uh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just found out before the show. Where'd they go? What that? Uh, so don't go see that show. Uh, Dorkid this Friday, the uh, uh, 28th at uh, the Pack Theater. What's Dorkid? Uh, is that just a team name or is that a it theme? Is a, uh, it is a play. It's part of the uh, Weirdo oh. Playhouse. There will be uh, two like one-act plays. Uh, sort of semi-comedic plays. At a comedy theater, uh, you kind of branching out. It's pretty cool. It's kind of something that they should be doing. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, there's a show called, uh, I think it's called uh, Who is Bob uh, on Tuesday, next Tuesday. I'm in that. Are you? I forgot. I'm in that. <laughs> well, Didn't make right, Eileen's then. top three, so well, yeah, well, obviously well, not that it, good. It's, uh, no, it's in the 8 p.m. hour on Tuesdays, which is also Townies, no. so it's a double Eileen feature. I'm in both. Oh, so much Eileen. So much Eileen. Also, my friend uh, at the Noah Kinsey retweeted my tweet, and he has 155,000 followers. <laughs> good deal. So it's going to skyrocket. It's a good get. <laughs> Uh, and also, uh, October 24th uh, will be the uh, final Slack Show show. You can check that out. It'll be uh, fun. Yeah, good team, good fun. Lots of mirth to be had. Guys, I'm not on team. I just help make video games now. That's you don't. That's a cool thing. To it's do. a cool gig. Yeah. You know, I just I just don't have a show to promote. So go play Octopath Traveler for your Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Beat the game and see my name in the credits. Uh, oh, also, yeah, follow my campaign. Uh, Hashtag make every movie raid redemption. Oh. Now, is that any relation to Red Dead Redemption? Nope. The famed Rockstar game, which is sequels coming out very soon? Nope. It's actually a good thing. Uh, raid Redemption is a good thing. Wait, you're trying to say Red Dead Redemption, not a good thing? Yeah. Wow. Hashtag hot take of the century. Take. It's like Never played it. So the I biggest game. Say, uh... Well, Chan, as a new Xbox 360 owner, uh-huh. guess what you'll be getting soon? Uh-huh. <laughs> Can I play uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 on that thing? You can play the first one. Uh, what is it, 160 gigs? Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, a little bit of social media for the show. You can just up on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast, or you can just up on Facebook, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. If you would like to support the show in those financial ways, if you give us, I don't know, $3 a month. I don't even care. Give us anything at all, and I'll probably give you the secret password to the vault, and you'll have, what is it at this point? Uh, we're nearing up on 50 shows uh, f- that you will just get for one thing to just have forever as bonus content that you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. So if you like what we're doing here, and you enjoy the show, and you enjoy the cartoons, and you enjoy the the idiom, just go on the Patreon and, and, and join the community. Guys, do it. But uh, thanks for watching or listening either way. No, fuck you. Do the Patreon. (laughs) 
Eileen, you don't do the Patreon. I, do, I was in, uh, but my very first episode with you guys was a Patreon episode. That was the Free Willy episode, yeah. wasn't it? Guys, check out the Free Willy episode. I think that actually ended up making the main feed at one point. And you should just go back and listen to that one because it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Good episode. If it's even not part of season two, which got redacted until December. But it's almost December. It's almost December. Guys, we're going to get the name of the show back soon. You should throw And then a, we're going to do some G.I. Joe episodes again. You should throw a party for getting the name back. Show a YouTube party. A streamer party. Ooh. Where we actually throw streamers uh, while we're streaming. And, and we'll do it in a stream. Like water. Oh, I thought this was like a... Golden shower type situation. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we can't get a if we can't get a, a, a short river, we can just have you pee on me. That's fine too. I would like to pee on you, Ray. Don Lafontaine, thank you. <laughs> Welcome. I'm glad we could find something to bridge the gap between us. I felt it was very rocky before, but mm-hmm. it's very stony because I have kidney stones. <laughs> wow, Don Lafontaine, really coming through with the TMI in the medical I situation. Need to there. drink more water. You know, that's how he actually died. Wait, is Don Juan Fontaine dead? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who is that? I'm a ghost. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> you knew. God damn it. Now my apartment's haunted. There's nowhere to go but up. So let's end the show right there. Yay! <laughs> I could have gone on. You made me laugh. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.